Welcome to A Lighter Life, Life with Less Baggage. Hi, I'm Julianne, your hostess, and this is episode 15. This is our first episode in the new year, and I hope everybody had a wonderful 2018 and that you're all looking forward to a great 2019. So in the last episode, we talked about ditching the resolutions. Instead of setting these SMART goals, we talked about setting intentions, directions you want to move in. And for this episode, I thought I would focus in on one of the things that I've picked for this year and one of the biggest piece of baggage, biggest pieces of baggage that I think a lot of at least American consumers are faced with. And that is this whole idea of being addicted to shopping. So my intention this year is to consume less. And part of that is to deal with the shopping addiction. And there's varying degrees of shopping addictions, but what it boils down to is that you shop as a distraction. You're shopping to either feel better, to be numb, to distract you from some pain or some problem, to feel like you have control in your life or some kind of power. So especially if you're in um, a job or a relationship you don't like and you're trying to find a way to feel good or you're trying to avoid feeling bad. They're kind of the same side of the same issue. And shopping has become something that, at least in the United States, we do quite a bit. And we are the consumer lifestyle here, and we consume way more resources than we should, way more than our share. And you wonder why some countries hate us. Well, that's because we are over-consumers, and we really don't have a lot of respect for the planet and our lifestyle and how it affects people in other parts of the country. But that's a whole nother issue. For now, let's just focus on the addiction part of it. The fact that we use shopping as a soother. And when, you know, how do you know if you have this addiction? First of all, a lot of people aren't even aware of it. You see a sale, you go out, oh, this is a great time. I was going to get this anyway. I'm going to buy it. Does that make you a shopping addict? Well, think about it. If you make a purchase, and you come back, and a couple weeks later, you don't even remember making that purchase, maybe even a couple days later, you don't remember making that purchase, or it sits in a box. So look around your house. Do you have clothes with tags on it, things in boxes never opened or used once or twice? If you do, that's a good sign that you have a shopping addiction. And I don't mean that you have a thousand pairs of shoes. That's another good sign, because obviously nobody needs a ton of shoes. So that's a sign too, is if you have an overabundance of a particular item. So my son has, gosh, over 40 pairs of expensive sneakers. That is somebody with a shopping addiction because you certainly don't need that to function, right? And you could say, well, I enjoy shoes or I enjoy jewelry or whatever it is that you tend to have a lot of. Enjoying is one thing, but over-consuming is a whole nother thing. If you're over-consuming, if you're waiting for that next deal, you're waiting for that next pair of sneakers to come out, and you can't wait for it to come out, but you look, you can't even possibly wear all the sneakers you have. And that you probably wear one, two, three of your favorites, and the rest just sit there and you wear them once in a while, once with that special outfit. You know, I need the red shoes when I'm wearing those red pants, right? Those shoes match, so I have to have a pair. That's a sign that you're a shopping addiction. When you have very specialized items, overabundance of items, things that you only use with a certain thing. Like in the kitchen, if you have Um, like for me, I have a garlic, uh, press. I bought that on a whim. I never, ever press garlic. So why do I have it? I still have it. 
so it's baggage now. It's collecting space that I don't need. But I bought it because it seemed like a great idea at the time. It was a nice distraction. Ooh, I could eat healthier if I had a garlic press. Right. Sure. These are all signs that you have addictions to shopping. If you have a lot of stuff in your house that you don't need, don't even remember why you bought, or it's too many of the same item, that means you go out there and you shop. And for me, shopping is like when I'm bored. Like if the weekend rolls around and I have no plans, oh, then I'll go shop. And I can come up with reasons why I need it. So don't feel like, well, if I have a legitimate reason, that means I don't have an addiction. Because you probably do. If you looked at whatever item you're going to buy, say you needed a new pan for the kitchen, do you already have four other completely functional pans and you just want this one because it's a specific size and your other pan is too big? I mean, really, do you need another pan? And how often do you use that particular pan? And that's just one example, but look at whatever makes sense for you. Do you need another hoodie? Because one hoodie has the neck too tight and one hoodie isn't long enough. And you can come up with all these reasons, but you really don't need it. You're really shopping to feel something or to not feel something. That's what the addiction is. It's not about buying something you need. You go to the grocery store, you need food. I get it. That's not signs of a shopping addiction. Shopping addiction is when you go out and you consume when you don't need to. And you consume because you're trying to avoid something. And again, I said boredom is a big one for me, but a lot of people shop when they're depressed. They'll shop when they're angry and they need to feel better. They'll shop because it's social, right? If you go out with your girlfriends and you, or your boyfriends and you buy things that you don't need just because it's a thing to do. I mean, that's a lot, you know, there's a lot of girls' trips. You know, you see them uh, on bus trips and, you know, kinds of church groups, things like that. These great shopping trips and you're going to find all these great deals and you're going to go flea market shopping. You know, all these different shopping things, they're, they're adventures, they're a pastime in the American culture. And it's all about feeding this addiction, consuming stuff that you don't need because it's fun, it's social, right? I mean, you don't even realize how addicted you are to shopping until you stop and start to think of all the different reasons you go shopping. Do you go shopping just because there's a sale? Ooh, Macy's is having a sale. It's the end of the year sale. It's the best time to buy, you know, a dress for special occasions. You know, this is the time of year I would always go out and buy, you know, black boots for the season because they're always on sale. Do I need them? Or am I just doing it because it's something for me to do? Or do you feel accomplished when you get a sale item? You're like, wow, look at all the money I saved. So that makes you feel good. It makes you feel smart. It makes you feel like a savvy consumer. It gives you something to talk about with your friends. Start to pay attention when you get that shopping bug and you go out shop. Why are you shopping? Why are you buying the things that you're buying? Really think about the underlying reasons. You know, if you're in a relationship you hate, you might go out and buy a lot of things that make you feel loved. You're going to go out and buy a sweater because it's beautiful and it feels great on you and you feel good wearing it. But that's not the issue, right? The issue is the relationship you don't like. And the sweater is only going to be, you know, a few minutes of pleasure. That relationship is still going to be there when you get home. So what are all these things you're doing that you're covering up with the shopping addiction? And how much money would you have if you stopped? And that's one of the things that I want to know. So I'm tracking purchases avoided. And I'm looking at all the things that I'm not buying because I'm aware of my shopping addiction. So I've got a short list so far. It's really only been a couple of days into the year, but I already bought or didn't buy like a new calendar. 
they have them at work for free. I don't need to spend money to buy a calendar. But every year I'd go out and I'd wait, you know, it'd be like once Christmas was over and the, you know, that in between time to Christmas and New Year's, all the calendars go on sale. So smart shopper, I can wait and then I can buy this calendar, maybe two calendars for half the price. Do I need to? Again, it's just something that felt good. And I feel like, oh, yeah, all year long, I get to look at these cool pictures. Do I need to? Am I just being a consumer? How many other things do you have in your house that could serve a purpose that you don't need to go buy something new for? Especially these things that are specialized. You know, like the garlic press. Is there some other way you could mince up garlic? Certainly, if you have any kind of food processor, you could do that. Or you could take a knife and just take your time. Why do we feel the need to go out and buy all these gadgets and toys and specialty items and extra pairs of shoes? It's all because we need to feel something or not feel something, as I said. Again, it's all part of however you approach shopping. But I'm asking you to really stop and think before you make purchases. Think about this idea of consuming less and start to track, even if you want to just track the purchases you make and why you made them. What was your mood at the time? What do you feel like after you make the purchase? That's a big key. If you come back from making a purchase and you feel kind of regret, or you're wondering, why did I do that? Why did I buy this thing? I don't need this thing. Then that's a good sign that you did the shopping for some other reason. You didn't really need the item. You needed to feel something or you needed to stop feeling something. Distraction is a big one. When you feel like you know, you're depressed or you're just, your life is horrible and you're just such in a bad place, sometimes going, going shopping is a numbing thing. You get to walk around the mall and see all these pretty things and you don't have to feel bad for a while. For a while you can just take it all in, all these lights and colors and people. It's a lot and it feels good sometimes just to block all those bad feelings. And then to make a purchase, sometimes it's that high. You feel good, you're like, ooh, I got a shiny new thing. You know, shiny object syndrome, a lot of us have that. You see this really cool, pretty, you know, whatever, toaster. And it's red and yours is old and dingy and has, you know, scratch marks on it. Ooh, now you can have this shiny red one. So it feels good and you'll buy it. Did you need it? Was your toaster still perfectly functional? So think about all those things you're doing. And I really pull out that journal. This is the most important tool you have in your arsenal for baggage uh, reduction is to look at what you're doing. Create awareness. Use the journal. What are you buying? Why would you buy it? How do you feel after? How did you feel during? What were you feeling before? All these things are clues to having a shopping addiction. And then commit. If you feel that you do, and I would say if you're living in the United States, you probably have a shopping addiction. If you feel like that, start to commit to consuming less. And decide what consuming less means for you. For me, it was unnecessary purchases. So for this entire year, I'm going to commit to no unnecessary purchases. And that, I should qualify that, that goes up until the end of October, because once I start Christmas shopping, I feel like those are unnecessary purchases, but I feel obligated to make them. So until Halloween, there'll be no unnecessary purchases. And I've made myself a few rules. Of course, I'm going to have wants. I'm going to have some things that I don't need to have, but would really like to have. So those are things I can put on a wish list. So I have a birthday. There's Mother's Day. Um, there's probably some other little holidays in there, like Valentine's Day, little things where I might get a gift. And instead of somebody saying, well, what do you want? And I said, oh, I don't need anything, or I don't know. I'll have a wish list. And if you put something on a wish list and you don't want it a month from now, 
then you realize you just want it for that, for some other reason, for a momentary high, because it looked good in the store, but you really didn't want it. It was just part of your shopping addiction. So you're kind of putting off that postponement. Another way I've seen people approach this is if they really want something, they take a picture of it or they write it down and then they wait a week and they see if they still want that, if they're still thinking about that item, they still see a purpose for it or if it's worn off after you've gone home and the, the glitz of the stores is behind you and you're kind of in your own space again and that shopper's high is worn off and you feel like, yeah, no, I really didn't want it. So that's another way to approach this. But I want you to commit to something, some way of reducing stuff that's coming into your home because there's all this stuff we just don't need. Another part of my consuming less is, you know, we'll talk about this in a different episode maybe, is consuming less TV. You know, that's junk in your head, it's baggage in your head. So there's a lot of different ways that this consumption can show up. But for now, let's just focus on shopping. What are you buying that you don't need? Or maybe even you know, another strategy people are, are using to this approach is, what could you do with the money that you're not spending on all this unnecessary stuff? So if you're somebody who goes out and buys a coffee every day, you eat lunch out every day, that's all consuming stuff. Maybe it feels good, you know, maybe it's very social to go out and buy that coffee. And it's very social to hang out in the cafeteria or the, you know, the restaurant with all your friends. So you're shopping for food that you don't need. Those are unnecessary purchases. You could bake, you know, bring your lunch from home. You certainly can make a cup of coffee at home for a whole lot less than you'd buy in a, a Starbucks. So maybe that's a different approach. You know, all the money that you spend regularly on things that you don't need, unnecessary purchases, what could you do with that money? If you saved it for three, four months, I'm sure it would add up. What could you do with that? Could you take a little weekend getaway? Could you upgrade something you've been wanting to upgrade for a long time, but haven't had the money to do? Could you take a class that you always wanted to take? So think about different approaches. So first identify, do you have a shopping addiction? What's going on? for you? What are you trying to avoid? Or what are you trying to feel? Or why do you go shopping? What are those social reasons? So identify that. Get aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Then commit to something, some kind of reduction. What will you consume less of? And then what will you do as a result? So will you find other ways to get those wants? Or will you find other ways to use the money you're saving for something else? Lots of different approaches here. There's a lot of fun and you can certainly go searching all over the internet and get all kinds of ideas on consuming less. So I'm not saying that you can't buy food. You, you know, you can make some rules. Some of my rules are I can definitely buy any foods that I need and if they're health foods, I can certainly buy that. I can replace something that's worn out. So if I have a pair of boots and they get a hole in them and it's something I wear and I don't have a replacement for it, then I can go out and buy a replacement, but that other pair has to come out of the house. So I can replace something that's broken or is in need of repair. I can buy food. Those are kind of my rules. But anything that's unnecessary, anything that's just a plain want for the fun of it, anything that I have a, something that will already function in its place, some way of making it work, then I don't wanna, I'm not going to make that purchase. And I will try to keep you updated throughout the uh, podcast on how I'm doing because this is a pretty big commitment for me. You know, and I struggle, especially on those weekends when I'm like, oh, we've got nothing going on. It's rainy. Can't be outside. Why don't we go to the mall? Well, I have to come up with something else to do or I have to go to the mall and not buy anything. And it's hard when you're walking around and you see all these cool things. You're like, oh, I never heard of that or look at that. That's pretty. Can't buy any of that. 
So it forces you to appreciate what you have, find other ways of using what you have, and maybe even recycle what you have, give it a different purpose. So those are my commitments for this year. I hope that you'll find some value in this. This is the time of year we already have a lot of bills from the holiday season. So let's think about consuming less, avoiding those unnecessary purchases, pay off some debt maybe, or start saving for something big, and cut back. Let's consume less. Let's remove that baggage, that new stuff coming into your house that you don't need to have. And I wish you the best of luck in curing your shopping addiction, and I will keep you posted on how I do on mine. And I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Again, use that journal. Keep track of what you're doing, why you're doing it. Awareness is the key to any habit change. So good luck to you, and I'll talk to you next week.